0: (laughs) it happened whether we remember it on
1: purpose is a different thing but
2: (laughs) hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. A lot can happen in the next 3 years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
0: listening
3: to Sapnin' Podcast. Sapnin'! Sapnin'! You are listening to episode 259 of Sapnin' Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan
4: Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and all Uh, I ever want to be is somebody to you. But you'd rather have me buried in the basement.
3: Yep, that's true. Yep, that's true. This week's guest is <laughs> singer, songwriter, instrumentalist, and all-round lovely egg,
4: the mighty Connor Ball. Yes, yeah, so look on this podcast, we love stories and insights into different people's lives. If it's all forms of music, entertainment, or whatever, we're lucky enough to cover. Connor Ball is a hell of a dude and has hell of an artistic mind. If you know him from the Vamps, their huge commercial success with platinum selling, hit making machine that they are, is being a staple in the world of pop for the last decade, but also has a lot of punk, emo, and alternative influences that he's getting mm. to showcase now with his new project Lunas. All the capital letters, that is very important. Lunas! <laughs> yes! One more time for the people at home, Sean. No, that. There we are. They're expressing a much heavier side to their bat catalogue. And, you know, I think the Vamps are another band like McFly, like Busted, who have had to battle that rock versus boy band stereotype preconceptions. And it's nice to see him kind of getting outside of that a little bit and fighting those, uh, those influences. And we've talked to them so many times about this. We're going to talk to Connor about it. And it's just... Another example of not judging people by their cover and how this musical world can just be full of different things behind the scenes. Yes.
3: All walks of life. Fantastic. From The Vamps to Lunas to appearing about his love of pop punk, talking about Sum 41. We talked about Youngblood, Slam Dunk Festival, performing in a chicken shop. That was a new one to us. That was great. He so, saw Papa Roach in a pizza place. I won't say any more because mm. it's going to ruin it. Mm. But this was an absolutely lovely chat with a lovely, lovely fella.
4: And yes, I'm
3: very, very excited for what comes next for Lunas and Vans. Yeah, yeah. it's just
4: nice to be able to do these different kinds of episodes. And If you have any other ideas of conversations you want us to have, let us know at Sapling Pod on Instagram and the app formerly known as Twitter. And if you'd like to support this podcast in any way, please head over to patreon.com forward slash Sapnin, over go there on, there's man. a whole community of people that get involved, help us out, and you can just make your new best friends too. Go and meet up with them at gigs or festivals, and just have a giant laugh. But without any further ado, let's get straight into it. This is episode 259 of Sapnin Podcast with Connor Ball. Yes, Sapnin! Sapnin! Go on, go to my bit. Sapnin.
1: Sapnin. 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 Yeah! I, like I tried to do it in your guys' accent. I don't know if that's really <laughs> offensive. If no, I did it really I, badly, go, go for it.
3: Go for I it. I love it. I love, I love an <laughs> English person trying a Welsh accent. They normally sound Indian. So that's a good one.
1: <laughs> Is that the go to? How's it going, buddy? That's not it. That's not it. Is oh, it bro, I cannot do accents for, for <laughs> anything. So I apologize. <laughs> It's alright, it's alright. This week's guest
3: is singer, songwriter, instrumentalist, the mighty Connor
1: Ball. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you very much for having me. It's nice to be oh, no here. No worries. No, no anytime, pleasure. anytime. Sure. <laughs> What's news? What have you been up to? I have been kind of on tour for the most part of this year um, with the Vamps kind of from January to, I want to say like... August-ish, oh, wow. with like festivals on and off, mm. not like the whole time, but um, yeah, kind of off and on touring and also releasing music with uh, my new Project Lunas as well, so yes. and kind of keeping busy where possible, yeah. you know?
4: Yeah, well, it's, it must be such an interesting time kind of balancing both of these things at the moment, because with all the Vamps touring, it's still kind of celebrating 10 years together as a band, and then mm-hmm. you're diving... Into a whole new project where you're starting again. And it must be quite nice to be like on both perspectives of that now where you're reflecting a lot, but there's a lot of exciting things and first times happening again.
1: 100%. You're totally right with that. Like, it's weird. Starting a new project is really starting a new project. It's like you have to build it from the ground up. Um, it's not like I'm kind of doing a solo project where it would be my name from the vamps. It's like a whole new thing. So it's, uh you know as you said celebrating 10 years but also starting something completely fresh which kind of keeps it fun for me because it's like you can be creative in both these avenues and you know fill the, the pockets where um maybe one thing doesn't give you and the other thing does so it's it's kind of nice hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin
2: you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank
4: to just reflect on how much has changed in your life since first getting into music kind of professionally because, you know, the vamp started so young. You've obviously grown up in that spotlight, but having a moment to kind of take a step back and to think about it must be kind of cool just to see how far things changed just personally, sonically, and just everything in between.
1: 100%. I mean, I was 16 uh, when they were like, whisked me away out of school. And my first, <laughs> I think my first thing was like, can I actually leave school? I was like, that was the biggest thing. I was like, I get to go, Uh, which is awesome. You know, I was super young and I'm the youngest in the band as well. So it was one of these things I was like getting into a whole new world of people, industry, everything. So everything felt so like new and scary. And, uh, I don't know, it did take a while to kind of, you know, find my place in this kind of crazy world as like, you guys know, it's, it's mad. It's like a hundred speeds, you know, all the time. So yeah, definitely. It's nice to have time to reflect now. I think I don't want to like go over COVID, but that was the time that we got. It's was like musicians were kind of like put to a shutdown, right? You couldn't do anything. And so you kind of look back and you get to see, see for it, what it was, um, you get a second to actually think, which was nice. And, uh, yeah, now we're, we're back at you know, 100 speed full, full ahead. So it's good. Nice. Awesome. What do you, um, yeah, what was, what was the catalyst for starting Lunas? Um, I think growing up, I was like the biggest fan of like pop punk and still am and like rock music. And I love the Vamps music to absolute bits. I wouldn't change it for anything. Um, but I think with being like a creative, you know, person, you kind of want to fill these, not voids but like these gaps where like maybe one project you can't you know turn a guitar up to 11 or whatever you know what I mean so (laughs) it's uh it's just nice to to be able to kind of fill that part of me that's always been in me and it was like it's still my favorite type of music so um if I get to do that alongside the vamps it's kind of my dream to be honest
4: yeah well I think there's always kind of been those nuances in the vamps over the years of that kind of pop punk element and slight emo but toned down a little bit and i feel mm-hmm. with lunas in the sh- short time it, it's being out and these singles and everything you've really turned it up to, to 11 for uh for lack of a better term and stuff yeah. like that i mean how much of um of influences of, of those kinds of alternative music has just been with you throughout the years is it just always on in the background always on the tour bus
1: always just kind of things you're yeah. checking out behind the scenes I think all of us come from kind of rock or indie pop punk backgrounds and so we've always brought that to our live show especially um if you come to a vamp show it's like it's not a pop show it's like a a rock show I guess like Triss is unbelievable on the drums and we kind of just make it a rock show and add, add the distorted guitars and stuff so I think for all of us it's been a nice thing to be able to be like, let's take this pop track that we did in the studio and make it as live and thrashy sounding as we can, without, you know, going like crabcore. But, but you know. <laughs> Oh, you shit though? You I should.
4: You're missing to. the trip. I've got this <laughs> down. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, just
3: all of a sudden in a Vamps gig, you just stop and you're like open this motherfucker <laughs> yeah, up.
1: <laughs> Honestly, I, bro, I honestly in i think it was south korea it was the first time uh the vamps have ever had a mosh pit and oh, we wow. were like fuck yeah, that's sick <laughs> <laughs> can i swear by the way sorry yeah yeah go wild go wild yeah 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 of course um, <laughs> but that that was a moment for sure
3: yeah well yeah talk to us about south korea how was that that must have been fucking that's insane amazing.
1: yeah i mean it's been amazing to be able to travel to so many different places that otherwise i would have one maybe never thought to or two just never got the chance to you know what i mean so going to these places like south korea and japan and places like taiwan it's like it's unbelievable it's a whole different world out there um even the the types of like crowds out there are completely different um i don't know if you ever toured japan but it's like a complete different vibe to say south america where uh, they kind of they're so like respectful and want to hear the music that sometimes you're like, do they like us? Like, are we doing a bad job? But they're they just listening and it's amazing. Like, I love it. It's so good.
3: Yeah. I remember. Yeah. The, well, the, f- the first time we went to Japan, like they were silent after the songs and then Gavin yeah. was like, Oh, they hate us. And then he, <laughs> he leaned down and he said to the, someone in the first round, he was like, how do I say I love you in Japanese? And I was like, Gav, the 400 people here have just heard every word you've said. It's fine. Yeah. They know yeah. now. Yeah, they honestly. know now.
1: In between songs, it's completely silent. You can, like, hear the, like, crew chatting side the stage and stuff. It's mad. Yeah. I, yeah, I love Japan. Um, yeah, Tokyo's, like, living in the future.
3: And then Osaka's, like, living 500 years in the past. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: I know, I know, right? You travel a few hours and you're a completely different place. It's, it's great. Bonkers, yeah. yeah. I love, I love me some Japan. I love it. 100.
4: Some- <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you kind of mentioned it there about the the differences between being perceived as a rock, uh, as a pop band, but having those rock elements. I mean, a lot could be said the same about the guys in McFly and Busted, and we've had them mm-hmm. on the podcast all Sick. individually and they've all talked about this to some extent but like being in a band that has so much commercial success and those influences that kind of play down a little bit how weird is it being for you mentally trying to overcome those maybe just preconceptions people might have of like of being a boy band but you're not because you play your own instruments and you play songs heavier live and you do everything themselves is it
1: always be a, a constant battle between that for you or? Um, yes and no. I think uh, the f- the weirdest thing for us was that we would go into interviews like a few years ago. Sorry, my dog is just like tacking me by <laughs> my <laughs> leg. Um, yeah, we go into interviews and people would be like, you hate being called a boy band. And we were like, we never once said that. We don't <laughs> know where that came from. We never <laughs> s- said we were or we weren't. And it was fine either way. Um, and we kind of knew from the start we would get that because we were four guys in a band and it was like a pop band. So we knew that would come with it. Um, but we never really got offended by it. I think when people thought that we weren't a band that played instruments, that was the main thing that would be annoying yeah. because yeah. we, you know, I, I played guitar for years and like really wanted to like hone playing guitar and be technically good. And when people come in and be like, oh, these guys are just singers or whatever. It's, it's annoying, but it's kind of obvious that it, that's going to come with it, you know? So I think as long as you know that it's okay.
3: Yeah. But that just shows people's shallowness really that rather mm-hmm. than look into it, they just hear something or they see something and they're like, oh, well it must be,
1: must be fake. That's fake. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. S- yeah. yeah. If it, it doesn't sound like Metallica. It, <laughs> couldn't, possibly be it couldn't possibly be in the same fucking vibe. Like it, <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, just so, I, yeah. The amount of people you, I've met over the years who are so close-minded in the, in that, I guess it's just in a way, it's just kind of like old metalers, I guess, who are just like, oh
1: yes, one oh. hundred percent
3: good-looking lads in a band. I don't want, that. <laughs> I want fellas with beards going bald. Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
1: But a lot of the time it's people that don't even play instruments, or <laughs> you know, so they don't even know if what you're playing is good or bad, anyway. So it's... You know, you can't win, basically. So you just have to be like, this is what I'm doing. I believe in it. So fuck it. Perfect. You know?
3: Yeah, that's the exact perfect response. Mm. Like that's, that's, yeah, you've nailed it. there. Really.
1: I think uh, as well, as you said, like the new, like the new or old metal guys, it's kind of funny because they, I don't know, they have a one track mind in a way. It's like, I like this and nothing else. So I don't know, whichever, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they want to do, that's fine by me. Well, yeah, we're seeing it now with like people like the download
3: lineup came up a couple of days ago and people who have been complaining for years that they're fed up of seeing the same bands over and over again are now complaining that the same bands are not playing again this year. And it's like, oh, exactly. what? Oh, how can festivals win? How can... <laughs> God, yeah. yeah. They, you, ask for, you ask for stuff, they give it to you and you go, ah, oh, no, not
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, come on, do it how I want to do it because I know best, you know. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I want the one Metallica set with the 14 songs I choose. That's <laughs> yeah, it.
1: Exactly. I've not seen the download lineup. I need to see it. Oh, no, it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's not
3: bad. Yeah, it's good. Fallout by a headlining one day. That'll Sick. be a fantastic day. That'll be uh, great. Queens of the Stone Age, are headlining,
1: and um, um, Event Sevenfold. I've still not been down. It's been one of them ones I've wanted to go through for years, but just always like playing something or away, mm. but you need to get down for sure.
3: Well, yeah, you need to get, yeah, you need
1: to get Lunas on it. I know, right? It'd be sick. I think, like, the one I want to play most is, like, Slam Dunk. That's, that's, that like, my good. one.
3: I love that That would be good. Yeah. So, is
1: yeah. there
3: any, is there any inkling of you playing?
1: Or... uh Not yet. Not yet. No, I would love to. But, uh yeah, I've been enough times, and I'm, like, just slowly trying to creep into the backstage. <laughs> but like, that's on. <laughs> You know what I mean? So, maybe one day. Well, speaking of those
4: crossovers as well, what would you cite as some of those alternative emo or punk bands that have always just kind of been with you or just people might not expect you to be like a huge fan of.
1: Um I there's so many. I mean I grew up on like all time low and Sum 41, Blink, uh Panic of the Disco, uh like in the early days are like my favorite band. Um but yeah just so many of those. Even heavier like Bring Me the Horizon like one of my favorite bands now is so good. Um but I was doing like a lot of YouTube stuff for a while kind of covering bands like that and doing like right. pop mashups and stuff so I've always had it kind of in the back burner kind of going on um so I don't think it'd be a surprise to people that I'm into that but um yeah I definitely like have a lot of different bands in that genre that I'm kind of into but I mean we did a song with um Mark Harper's, like wrote a song with him and it was just the weirdest, most incredible experience
3: <laughs> in the world. So, so good. Yeah. What was that, that meeting like? Was it, did you do it online or was it in public? No, in, it was in, in person. It was,
1: ju- it was so good. It was in LA. Um, it was just after he kind of got his all clear, I think. Wow. Um, so we were like, is, are you, is he sure? Like he sh- should be resting, you know? So, and he was like, no, I think he just wanted to kind of get back into things as, as quick as possible. And Matt, our producer, he's good friends with Mark because um, he worked on the Blinks 9 album. So he got got him down. And it was just like everything that I wanted it to be. You know what I mean? It was like Mark is the nicest guy that I thought he was, the most talented guy like I thought he was. Um, and it just, it was amazing. He was there for about four or five hours and we wrote a full song. And yeah, just incredible. Such a Such a nice guy. Did he have shorts on? <laughs> no, he didn't. Ah, uh, I no, know. What the hell, man? <laughs>
3: not in full mark, not mode. We just. were in that LA as well. Like, what? Yeah. Come <laughs> on, get them shins out, fellas. Disappointed, That's what used to. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Give I me a look see. at them. I want to see calf hoppers. <laughs> <laughs> I know,
1: man. I'm disappointed. No, no, no I'm not. I'm no, not disappointed no, at no, all. Of course not. No, no, no. No, no. no. S-
4: sounds like a fucking dream. Yeah, sounds it was like so awesome. good. It must be such a full circle, surreal moment when you get to have those experiences in particular, especially writing with people that you've looked up to for so many years. How, how do you process those things? Is it just kind of taking it in one step at a time or are you just kind of like, what the fuck is going on right
1: Honestly, now? Honestly, a bit of both. Uh, I think when you're writing, you want to be kind of as present as possible. So it was like, I'm going to forget for a second I'm in the room with Mark Opus and just see what happens. I think at the top of the session in my notes pad it's like the song's called Hey Wait and it was like Hey Wait session with Mark and in brackets it just says what the fuck <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I was like this is mad um but yeah definitely
3: definitely surreal well yeah, how do you begin to write the song with Mark Oppos then do you like I, do you show him something you've got and then nervously be like whoa, what do you think of this mark
1: yeah, yeah basically ba- basically that the day before uh, me and matt were like we need something to show mark because i don't want it to, him to come here and it'd be this awkward thing of like we have nothing let's start from nothing um so we wrote two instrumental tracks um and kind of got them to a point where there was no lyrics no melodies or anything and yeah we showed him these two tracks and he was like this one and then we just started working on that um and i brought a concept to the table which i thought i had like a list of ideas that i wanted to maybe work on him with um and the one that we chose was the one for hey and i thought that he could maybe relate to it as well because being in like a touring band he would kind of understand the things that come with that i don't want to say like struggles but like the things that come with that um so yeah and then we just worked on that for
4: a couple of hours it came out nice but yeah you say you say you don't want to say struggles but i think it is important for people to know like in when you're in these big bands and kind of machine like the vamps are for example where you get like kind of rolled out and you're constantly doing stuff like there's hard to have breaks and you're you're missing maybe things in your personal life that you're not always around for and, and things like that it is nice when you can relate to other people who would who would be being through the same um Mm -hmm, for sure I'm sure it's just weird to juggle those things but at the same time just kind of taking it in in a stride
1: definitely it's like I think I always make myself feel bad if like I don't like something that's going on in my life or if I think that you know I just I always feel like I should be grateful because we have such a good opportunity and we've been so lucky that I never want to say it's been like hard but I think things have been and like with that comes like mental health issues, I guess, because you make yourself feel bad for stuff that you don't think you should. And, uh, yeah, it is nice to speak to people in the industry like Mark, who's been doing it for so many years and just realize that it is okay to be like, I didn't like this. I struggled with this. Like this was hard. Um, but yeah, publicly I, d- I don't like complaining about what we do because it is, it is so good. And we are so lucky, but, yeah, there are things that are definitely hard in the industry for sure. Oh, definitely. And this is definitely the podcast to complain about <laughs> about
3: <laughs> <I> <laughs> it on because I've done it and I've had rock stars on you doing it. And I've had other well, sorts of walk you of life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fuck this shit, yeah.
3: Merch sellers, yeah. venues yeah. yeah. <laughs> taking a cut, the bastard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, we could we could rant and rave, well, but no, we are done. Yeah, for sure. We had author Ian Winwood on and he, he, um, he's a former Kerrang journalist and stuff. And he's cool. written a book about how tough it is in the music industry. And um it talks about like drug use and suicide and everything that's gone on with rock stars and stuff like that. And he made me realize because I was I was. I was very similar to you in the fact that I didn't like talking about being in a band like it was hard work mm-hmm. because you know, other people go, "Oh, it's not really a job," but they don't realize it is a fucking job, and <laughs> yeah, it is course. hard work, <laughs> and it's you know, people are like, "Oh, you're just traveling look Yeah, but the traveling is fucking that,
1: that's part oh, job in itself. in itself. Exactly, just that alone is a lot for sure. No, I think it's very easy to fall into, like you were saying, like the drugs thing and the alcohol thing in, in an industry where it's like that's what rock stars should do. Like you should drink, you should do all this stuff, and throw TVs out the window and like all this shit. And it's like a lot of rock stars now are a complete opposite of that. Um, But definitely in the industry, it's very easy to fall into that. I think because it's so just readily available anywhere you go, like any time of day.
3: I just realized the cliche of throwing a TV at the window. That was back when they used to be big fat TVs. (laughs) It would make a big smash on the floor. No, if you threw, if you threw like a plasma TV at the window, it'd yeah. probably just float <laughs> to <through> the ground. <laughs> yeah, really yeah, like
0: thinly.
3: The least rocker. I'll get it. No. Yeah. yeah rock rocker, rock.
1: It, rock it, yeah. Bunk. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's either yeah. that or when you had the fat TVs, like you weren't strong enough to hold it. So you just be like <laughs> <Yeah>. oh, <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Yeah.
3: Help me get this to the window. No. I- <laughs> or no. Just four this. of
1: you, like, yeah. trying to get it out.
3: Put it down, Tommy
1: Lee. I am my it. He's not Welsh. You know, like, yeah. I
3: don't know why I did Tommy Lee as a Welsh
4: man. But, uh. no. no, but we, we can relate to that because you know, so many people just still have the concept that backstage is all like sex, drugs, rock and roll, fucking c- crazy. Where it's just people looking for Wi-Fi codes. If you're lucky, enough, you to all fit in the same room or there's like, you know, you're all just hanging about in the corridor because there's too much crew. For the rooms you're given and all that, so it's exactly,
1: yeah, it's definitely a lot of that. Um The Wi-Fi codes is is a good one because <laughs> it's just it's constant and they're always like uppercase, lowercase, a million uh, letters, and yeah. it's like, come on, just
3: yeah, just call it the venue and then put the year on the end. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> venue year, yeah, venue twenty twenty three on the end. Change yeah. it every year for yeah. every band that comes in. Like it's it's just do that. Yeah, Easy. backstage. People think it's strippers and cocaine, and it's um, it's six people sitting down on their laptops yeah. not talking to each other. With,
1: with a, a hot tea for their throat or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's yeah. not
4: quite the same. <laughs> wild. The wild lifestyle. You said about uh, having those people to, to relate to as well. and I do feel like the guys in McFly and Busted of being there as people you've been able to collaborate and talk with and stuff a lot 100%. over the years. And one thing in particular I want to talk about is the fact that you got to go out on stage for busted recently on this massive tour they were doing in Birmingham arena. Um, what was that like for you? Cause I know their band that really influenced you and like made you
1: want to pick up the guitar early on. 100% man. Like it was actually mad. Cause Oh, I'm sorry. My dog is going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, it was one of the like most surreal moments for me and full circle moments as well, because I think growing up, Busted were the first band that got me into bands. And it, again, like I know they they were marketed or they're marketed as a like a pop band. Hmm. But if you listen to their songs, they are like just punk rock songs. Yeah. So I've I loved them. I always do. I love the guys. I think they're great. Um and they were doing this uh, 20 years kind of busted 2.0 album where they had a load of features on it. And yeah, we got asked to do what I go to school for, which was mad because it was their first <laughs> single ever. <laughs> and so kind of going to Charlie's house and recording that, me and Brad went over and he's just the nicest guy. He's absolutely massive though. He's oh, the yeah, tallest yeah, yeah. guy I've yeah, ever huge, seen. Yeah. Oh, what's with that? Where where did my gene go? <laughs> I'm about this t-
3: this tall, so... Yeah, now no it makes sense looking back when you look at all the pictures and you're like, oh, that's why he's slightly further back than the other two. <laughs> yeah, that <exactly>. makes sense. <laughs> he's exactly. a giant man. He's a giant <laughs> fucking man.
1: Honestly, I, w- I mean, I'd rather get that. People come up to us and like, if they see us at our gig or whatever, and to me and Brad, they were like, oh, I thought you would be taller. Wow. I
3: like, oh, wow. Yeah, but what I'm... Yeah, what I'm missing in height I make up for in personality <laughs> and riffs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I wish that was true, but uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, going back to busted though. <laughs> um, yeah, to be able to go on uh, like stage with them and perform was like a dream. I turned up for sound check, hoping that I got the key right when I was like learning the song. Because it'd be the worst day if you get there and they're like, "We play this song three keys down or three keys up, <laughs> whatever." So yeah, got to play with them, and it was just a, a mad, mad moment for me. Yeah,
4: there's that there's our photo with uh, of the three of them like surrounding you, like all the guitars and stuff, and you just got the yeah. biggest smile on your face.
1: I don't even like get onto my knees when I play with the vamps. <laughs> so like I was like, shit, what's going on? It was awesome. So good. The power of busted compels me <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Love those guys. Yeah. yeah
4: fantastic. But again, chance. that must be such a, a just a mad moment and like, we just love these four circle stories where Literally, they they contact you for what I go to school for to do that, to re-record it and to do a 2.0 version of their album. Like, there must be a part of you that just thinks, that's crazy now that you have that in their folklore. In their discography forever, there's a feature
1: with you on it. Exactly. It's there forever then. They can't take it back anymore. (laughs) If (laughs) if we fall out of them, it's still there. Mm, Yeah. No, it's good. It's, it, it was mad when they asked me to kind of come on stage. In my hometown as well, in Birmingham, it was like, I walked to the venue. It was that close. It was just like, it's so easy. And it was just uh, yeah, a bit of a dream.
3: Do you remember um, the first time you met someone you really loved or admired like that um,
1: with the Vamps? I've been... I mean, there's so many um, that we've been like Ed Sheeran and and like Taylor Swift and stuff like that. Where it's like, these are like superstars that everyone knows, everyone in the world knows these guys. And it's like to know that they are super grounded and super nice still to this time now, after so many years of success, it's just like, it's a big inspiration. And it's also like a sign that you should just be nice. Like there is no reason not to be and not to be polite and uh, and everything as well as being talented, obviously that's super talented, but I think just the way that those guys act with people is just incredible and such a nice thing to see after hearing things that maybe aren't nice with other artists and whatever, but if the biggest artists in the world can do it, then mm. why can't everyone else, you know? Yeah. And they are literally the two biggest artists in the world. Honestly, honestly so. <laughs> crazy. It's good yeah. to see for sure.
4: Yeah, well, I wanted to touch on that as well because I, what I've always loved and is going off those different influences again, like you know, Luna's recently got to play with some forty one in Croatia, right? But yeah. Over the years, you the Vamps have opened for the likes of McFly, but then Selena Gomez and Taylor Swift. Like, yeah. how different are those experiences and like those fan bases and just mentally preparing for those kinds of gigs because. I'm sure there's a lot of different like energy, a lot of different excitement for you guys. But like, yeah, looking back, that's a hell of a list of people to be like, oh, we've been involved
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's it's all been like such a blur. I think like supporting Selena Gomez, it feels like a lifetime ago, but also yesterday. It's so weird. Um, in terms of like what it was like backstage, um, it's kind of similar. Like I know like Selena's a popeyes, and some forty one a rock pop punky, but it's it's similar, like everyone's pretty cool some forty one were the nicest guys. that was like a dream for me again um in terms of like fan bases, it was so different though, like performing wise um like in some forty one it was a lot of guys, which are, is great, like but I've just never been used to that, so like front a band that I don't know what, like, it's our first, kind of our first few shows that we've ever done, and one of them supporting Sum 41. It's like, it was really weird. It was actually really tough. I was so nervous. Basically shit myself the whole time. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just different. It was like a load of guys shouting, and then we played a Green Day song, and it was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) That's when they were in. So I was like, shit, we did something right. But no, it was fun. It was good. It was just so
4: different, for sure. Yeah, that's a nice way to win them over. Is there um was there like a big shock factor for you going from being like one of multiple guys in the band who sing and play guitar to an actual front man with this new project? Was there like a big learning curve or a big like pressure? Self
1: consciousness. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I didn't. I kind of didn't think about it until like our first shows, and Mm. I was like, "Shit, this is like a lot." Because I think, mate. In the vamps, like we kind of it off each other and Brad's like an extremely like, he's a fucking amazing front man. He like powers the crowd and is so good. So I think I just kind of thought it would be the same. And then when it actually got to, I was like, shit, I've actually got to do so much more and you can't just be <laughs> drinking beer on stage and get, you know what I mean? It was like, it's so different. And I think that's going to take me quite a long time to get used to and get into. Um, Cause I think it, that's a craft in itself, like being a front man. It's it's tough to like command the crowd and even just like the things in between songs, it's like shit, I have to actually talk now for the whole time because it's just me and Sasha and he's he's uh, our drummer. And so Yeah, it's it's a weird thing. But I think it'll take some getting used to it, I don't know.
4: As as we're talking to you, like you know, you're talking to us from this uh home home studio by the yeah, looks of it, yeah. and just so much uh guitars and and gear there already is it are you someone who's constantly creating and like someone who's always like just kind of picking a guitar or a bass up and just demo and stuff and just have melodies in your, your head like how in your day-to-day life like how how often are you, are you in there just kind of messing around with stuff and then taking it from there
1: literally every day to be honest man like i always want to have ideas ready, you know, if we need something or I don't know. I just always think that you should be working. You should give like your most give the most chances you can to yourself for something good to come through. Cause I feel like half the time it's just like creativity is just getting the shit out and then the good stuff will come. Um I know it's like a lot of people are like get inspired in the middle of the night and stuff, but I don't get that as much as like, I don't know, Paul McCartney does. It's just like I like to just get as many ideas out and see how it comes and then uh, work on the best ones. I never got
3: people who said they wake up in the middle of the night with ideas and then they write them down on a notepad because they dreamt it and then it ends up being a hit record because, yeah, mine would be... Yeah, but about being chased around mazes. Nobody wants to hear a song about chased chase around mazes and giant fucking monsters. Like Maybe they yeah, do.
1: Maybe that's <laughs> that's yeah. It, yeah. Right. Maybe, maybe. the next big thing. I don't know.
4: You've missed a trick there.
1: We should write it. <laughs> I was about to say,
3: <laughs> if I write a song called Maze now, um, I'm going to have to owe you 20% of it just for the idea, really. Fine. So, yeah, um, I was, I was right.
1: technically in the room. Yeah. banger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I'm about to give that away. <laughs> yeah.
3: Somebody call Mark Arpas. Yeah, yeah Mark exactly. on the case. He can help me write the song, but shins out only. I'll only do shins out. No, you
1: only, only calf hoppers for sure. <laughs> it's not worth it otherwise, you know. No,
3: I'm joking. Warmest legs in pop punk. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. We'll take a leg each. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is there anyone, any other like dream people that you'd like to write with in the future? Um, for yeah. either vamps or, or lunas?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd love to do something with Youngblood and like just get in a room with Youngblood would be fucking awesome. Um, I feel like he's got a really cool way of writing and the way he looks at the world and his kind of views on not politics, but I don't I don't know what the right word is, but just like the society hmm. right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, he has a really, issues, yeah. Yeah, he has a real clear vision of, on that. And I think that's something that's kind of close to my heart as well. Um. Yeah, definitely, a young bloke would be sick for sure. So, so when you're just like messing around with
4: ideas and stuff, do you always find like there's a different feel or mentality or just way between getting stuff done and being like, okay, I think this is for this could be something for the Vamps, this is, could be something for Lunas, or do you always go in to it with that kind of project in mind?
1: Yeah, I think I go into it with that see in mind i do kind of want to do a few writing sessions that are pretty open-ended because i think when you're writing for one thing you tend to not box yourself in but like the certain ways that you'd go even like certain chords you would play on the guitar or certain melodies that you'd kind of reach towards um so it'd be nice to go in and just be like this is for anyone does it it doesn't matter and just see what comes out and um because i always play guitar because i I can't really play piano. Shit. At it. So I kind of go to the guitar and what I know. But yeah, I think it'd be good to just go in with an open slate sometime and be like, fuck it, let's just write yeah. anything, you know?
4: But you've been a part of so many like writing sessions as well with other people. Has there ever been a way they look at songwriting or tricks they use or influences that surprised you and has really like rattled your brain and gone like, I've never thought to approach something like that?
1: Yeah, I think the people that can just improvise, it just amaze me. I don't get how they do it. I'm <laughs> super like, I want to craft this melody and like it needs to like kind of land here and do all this weird stuff when in reality, you should just kind of go in and see what comes out. And then, you know, I, I'm i not very good at the improvisation stuff. So then people amaze me. Um I'm working with a guy from Croatia at the moment and he's kind of similar to me, but he's way better at like the technical side of it. So I'll come with an idea and he'll be like, okay, this needs to fall here and it, we're in this key. So let's go to this note at this time. And it, it, it amazes me. I don't know how he does it. He studies like all the best writers and everything. So that's kind of nice to take that from him and influence that into my own work as well. Are you writing with him for
3: him or are you writing with him for you? Or It's for Luna
1: it? stuff. Yeah. He's uh, nice he's like a producer mixer kind of guy and so we're kind of working on four or five tracks at the moment for lunas and kind of bouncing back and it's it's taking ages because we're so like pedantic about (laughs) melodies and words and like in my head i'm not very good with lyrics so i have to like take forever to do it um so yeah just taking a while
4: yeah, but sometimes you need to give it the extra time to get it right because you're the one who has to live with these songs and then you have to yeah. play them live all the time and if there's one lyric you don't want to do and the song yeah. does well, you've got to sing that every night for the rest of your life. So- <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
1: man. I mean, it's definitely been that where we've like released songs and I'd be like, shit, I wish we'd change that part of that lyric and that chord, whatever. But I think that's just everyone would do mm. that because you, you want it to be the best. You always want it to be the best. So... Yeah, it's just going to come with it.
3: Yeah, I listen back to my um, early recordings now, and I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> were we <thinking? laughs> Jesus Christ, Sean, try and sing in tune. Like,
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, that's still a struggle now. Like, you know? <laughs> Even like hearing your voice when you were back, I don't know, like 16, 17, is just a weird experience. It's like... Who was that guy? Yeah, that guy's different than Me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, sometimes I listen back. I'm like to like guitar parts, and I, I can't really practice guitar anymore. I was like, why was I better then I, than I am now? <laughs> <It's>
4: like, <fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> well, Connor, as we start to wind down on this conversation um, a little bit, I mean, throughout we've obviously touched on so many different like elements and experiences you've had with all of your projects, but. One thing we do like to ask people every now and again is like the weirdest venue they've ever played because oh, cool. we've talked to some people and they've told us things from Sean playing a ball ring to Frank Iroh from My Chemical Romance playing the back of a pickup truck. People have played Sick. zoos. Like, is there anything you've been a part of or you've performed that that you look back and be like, that was a bit random that we used that place as a venue because it's not really somewhere we should be playing a show.
1: <laughs> um. There's definitely been a few. Uh the like one that comes to mind first is like a random it's like a chicken wing shop in <laughs> in somewhere in America and I don't know what happened what was it? it was like chicken wing meets karaoke and we played a gig in there to like 20 people for some radio Thing. Wow! Um, and our backstage was literally just a stairwell <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> there was no room. There was no like table and chairs. It was like we just sit on the stairs. In like with mm. no lights, basically. There was that like, one light in the corner that was like flickering. It was <laughs> like a movie or something. It was, oh, that's, it was a yeah. bit odd. It was yeah. Strange. That's and terrifying. we were kind of on tour like the week before, so we were playing. <laughs> kind of nice venues, and then we turn into yeah. this. And we're like oh, massive
3: venues, thousands of
1: people, up twenty
3: people, and chicken. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. I mean, humbly, it was it was nice. You know, the chicken was good. So, wow <laughs> 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 well, yeah.
3: Catering was fantastic, laddy. <laughs> okay <laughs> Really quick. Great <laughs> protein. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> oh, chicken shop. That's a new,
4: that's a fucking, yeah. that's one of the top think we're, answers yeah, now. Yeah. I also just like the f- idea of like your manager or a tour manager or something coming in and being like, "Boys, payment here and expecting like, oh, okay. And it's just a bargain bucket between. Yeah, you, like, anyway. <laughs>
3: Great. <laughs> we'll take it you know <laughs> hi, yeah hi boys today's fee is a 20 piece <laughs> meal yes <laughs> tuck in lads tuck
4: in oh. any
1: fries yeah. no, no. no. Yeah. just the chicken
4: that's the thing with those American radio stations like the, 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 the that, that's such another world in itself and the gigs mm-hmm. they put on you always hear just like mad experiences mad festivals they've done like, yeah but the fact that they even thought of a chicken shop for you guys that's yeah. next level that's next oh, no it's level. good
1: now you say that like i went to see papa roach in it was like a i can't remember what the name is it's a pizza place though basically like <laughs> denny's but for pizza right yeah. and there was like a hundred of us in this place and they just had a pa i think the amps weren't even mic'd up it was just out in the thing this was only t- a year ago two years ago Wow. it was like insane it was for their album launch but it was so good like they sounded amazing in there you know what I mean? <sighs> so I no. yeah so good now that's gig last resort went off in a, in a pizza place <laughs> yeah. sick
4: but uh, all pa- right papa john's roach no quick uh, other, <laughs> other pizza <laughs> yeah. places are available um, <laughs> not, yeah, we're not sponsored by I don't fucking know yeah no <laughs> <but> <laughs> I'm just trying to think of fucking pizza related bands So let's move on come on <laughs> <we're>
0: just-
4: <laughs> no but say, saying all that Connor I mean like yeah obviously you you seem so excited with Lunas at the moment and just kind of tapping into that other side of your influences you've just been dropping so many singles over the last couple of months in particular you've said that you're kind of uh, just constantly working on stuff is there like a grand plan for an album or another ep on, and tours with the project at the moment
1: yeah for sure we're definitely working towards an album um there's definitely enough songs and material for an album we don't know when that would be because um, we want to get the singles out and yeah as you say maybe tour next year um and release the singles i I don't know. It's weird with albums these days. Cause it's like, what is an album? Mm. Is it just a bunch of singles? Is it like you release two singles, then the album, it's kind of weird. Um, so I think we're definitely working towards it. Like I'd like there to be an album. Cause for me, that's like a whole body of work. You know, it's it's something you work towards and it's not a concept album, but I like the fact that everything has its place. Everything has like a meaning in it that ex- like what we're working towards anyway. Um, so yeah, there's definitely that on the horizon, but don't know when. It's uh, all up in the air for sure. Are you wor- are you working with a record label at the moment with Lunas? So we're with a label called M3, which is Matt Malpass, who's our producer, uh, Matt Pinfield, and Matt Holmes, which is why it's oh. M3. This is oh, a load of Matt sitting around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it, it's their uh, yeah record label that they've set up. Um, I don't know if you know Matt Pinfield. He used to do. The MTV, I want to say MTV, presenting years ago on oh, like the wait, rock I th- stuff. Yeah.
3: I think um, I know, yeah,
1: yeah. So he, he's kind of been uh, there for us. He, they're all in America, so yeah, yeah. I wonder, I wonder if when they're
3: um, they've put out for job vacancies, they have to put no more mats. <laughs> if, <they're> like, <laughs> oh, if we so. get another mat in, we're gonna have to change the name to Four M. And come on, now, leave no, it. Leave
0: too many. It easy.
4: Too yeah, <laughs> too many mats. Too many mats in this project. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and as well, we, we've talked so much about you know, the Vamps being in on this 10th year anniversary and you've been celebrating that. Is there any, um, is there any just one member in particular between the four of you that just comes to mind when you, when you look back and just think like, I family not we've been doing it for, for this long and getting to celebrate all the achievements?
1: yeah i mean there's so many there's there's too many to like think of one but I, one that happened re- kind of recently i don't know when it was my whole mind's like messed up with calendar <laughs> or whatever um i think it was in may this year we played the royal abbott hall um with a, like an orchestra and it was just it just felt epic you know, when you yeah. have like people behind you playing strings and and everything for a 10-year celebration it was like sick Like we did this, like this was, this was our thing and it just felt like a massive payoff moment after, after everything. So it's, yeah, it's definitely the one, that was one of our favorites for sure.
3: I fucking love Royal It's Fucking so nice.
1: So sick. I was there and then the next week I went and saw MGK there as well. So it was like, it was nice to go there and play and then go back and watch (laughs) a show there. It was sick let
3: cool. Yeah. Ah, best of both worlds. Yeah, you could you could have just said to the doorman, like, oh remember me, I'll be here of <laughs> yeah, <week." yeah>, the exactly. <laughs> I don't need to buy tickets, And Just let me fuck it <laughs> in
1: for let me in. And then just denied when I come back. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but I was here last week. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell you the layout. I could tell you the layout. We gotta go downstairs and then under round
0: exactly.
4: the back. And then <laughs> Yeah. Uh oh, <laughs> honestly. We've loved these stories. Thank you so much for taking the time, man. Thank you so much. Thank for you just, so uh, much. No, Dive into memory lane and everything, and yeah, excited to see what's next and just to uh, hopefully get to a Luna show
1: sometime soon. Definitely. No, I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so yeah, nice. let's get a Luna's. On, yeah, let's get Luna's on Slam Dunk or oh, yeah. Damn or something let's like that. Do Come it. On. let's do it. I'll get my crab dance out. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll be back. We're manifest. Yeah, we're manifesting. <laughs> exactly. Corner,
3: yeah, corner the crab ball. Yeah. That's hey, it. We're forward <laughs> now? Fine.
1: Ooh, yes. Yeah, I'm, I see Ooh. it now. I see it now. I need to work on my uh, like hip flexors or something. <laughs>
3: the big wide stance. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, I, don't I don't know how all them bands do it. Like I was about to say. Like how many of them have like pelvic problems? Now
1: that's the question. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely gonna be a lot of like granddads going forward with like I don't know, outward hips <laughs> or something. <laughs>
3: Danny not from like, uh, asking <laughs> Alexandria is just fucked from the hips down. Like, he's just, that's probably why he became a cowboy. Yeah, it's probably easier to ride horse because his hips are soft. Awesome. Is he a cowboy? Right. Yeah, he went a bit, uh, he did like a, a country album for a little bit oh, because wow. he spent two. Yeah, he's gone from Leeds to spending too much time in America, and now he's written a country album. Get out of it, will you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he now says he's from Nashville. So, (laughs) yeah, you silly Billy. Tonight, (laughs) (laughs) yeah.
3: But yes, Connor, thank you, thank you so, so much for this. It's been absolutely
1: fantastic.
3: And um, yeah, let's um, let's uh, try and do one of these in the flesh whenever you're playing or touring next. That would be fantastic. That'd be fun. Definitely. Thank you. Cheers. Yes! Woo! What a lovely chap. What a great conversation with the mighty Conor Ball of the Vamps and, most recently, Lunas.
4: Yes. Good egg. Look, you never know who's going to start by on Sapman yeah. podcast. so that's one of the most fun things about us. and It's just nice to have these insights and a different look and perspectives into different aspects of the music industry, how people write, how people work, and just... Have a good laugh, with people. That's what we're here for at the end of the day. And look, I'm really excited for the future of of Lunas in particular. They've just put out a bunch of new singles the last couple of months, Figure It Out, Hey, Wait, and Buried in the Basement, which that last one is so catchy. That chorus is being in my head all day. So I encourage you to go and check it out and uh, see what they're up to, see what the vamps are up to, and hopefully we'll be having a a lot more updates about that on on the podcast and the in the future as well. But um, behind the scenes, things are always going on. I got to go to London uh, this past week for downloads. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) no. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to London. London, it's always a trek and it's very busy. Why do people move? Anyway, I don't get why people move to London. I went to the Downloads Festival press party launch event to talk about the lineup and everything, which was very fun lot of schmoozing, a lot of seeing familiar faces. Just a really good yep. time. I couldn't make it because I was rehearsing with the
3: blackout. So <gasps> apologies to um, all of the download staff who <laughs> obviously missed me. I know the party wasn't the same because you can't start the party without Sean, as we've um And then when you learned.
4: do start party, And then when eventually
3: I start the party, <laughs> uh, everyone leaves straight away.
4: For eight years. And so then.
3: lucky, lucky <laughs> luckily for downloads, I didn't go to the launch party, but I quite like the lineup. Um, I quite like the lineup. It's good. It's different. It's exciting.
4: And there's more more announcements to come as well. So, yeah, you? can't fucking wait. Cannot wait. I want to give a special shout out to Janine from Vokovi as well, um, because there was a brilliant Welsh meet Scottish moment between the two of us where we noticed each other. And we just started getting excited, so our accents came up more, and you could tell yes. the people around us were like, "What the fuck is going what on with these?" Celtic- these yeah, <laughs> I was going to say dribblers, but no, that's that's just you. I can't <laughs> just, I can't be yeah. mean to. Um, no, no. Yeah, I wish people t- I wish people told me I was I was dribbling throughout the night. Um, <laughs> well, you know, if you do take four grams of ket before you go anywhere you are going to start <laughs> tripling nah, in. so nah no nah. I I the was ket ext- master Morgan Richard oh, that's it I no. guess I had a rumour Morgan
3: loves ketamine
4: there you go <laughs> oh, fucking hell. at least you, if you're going to make up that I like a drug you could say coke because then I could at least say that like no I prefer Pepsi because oh god and that's the exact reason why you fucking prick <laughs> Mo- Morgan
3: the ketamine is ruining your brain it's burning away it's making these puns happen every
4: week that I ate but yes, thank you very much to Connor Ball for coming on. <laughs> yeah, let's get yeah, back to the. Yeah, yeah. I do. I just like yeah, it's fun time. Very very fun time going around. Um, I was getting at that because if you go to our social media, you get to see a um, photo of me at this event looking swank. I, I wore a um a, a polo, um a, a, a swanky swank. What word right, is yeah. it? Okay. It's yes, for, that's probably He what looks, look. he looks <laughs> four of those letters, I know <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a turtleneck and everything I dressed yeah. up for the occasion um, And there's loads of other things There's clips from the podcast There's uh, videos, photos you can go and check out And please go and support us via our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash Because next week is Sapnin Podcast's fifth year anniversary Yeah, it is we are we going to have as a guest? Well, that's the thing, because we're going to be teasing the fuck out of this, because we've only gone and got one of our dream guests in what? the bag. Have it's we? Rec- we have. It's been recorded. It's ready. We've done it already. We've done it already.
0: Who the fuck
4: was that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
3: fucking know who it is, don't I? <laughs> because I was here. Grinning like a fucking Cheshire cat. He will fucking... T- so much so, I was just like, oh, I'll just let him fucking talk.
4: I didn't even want to ask him fucking
3: questions. i <laughs> I <I'm> fucking prepared.
1: <laughs>
4: um, Yes, the fifth anniversary is next week. It is. And if you can't wait to find out who that is, the first place you're going h- to see and be everything be revealed and s- more celebrations and maybe some e- announcements or hints at announcements we've got coming ahead is patreon.com forward slash happening. So please head over there. Um subscribe to a tier you're going to meet loads of amazing friends who are going to get together loads of them are going to uh, dates on the holding absence tour this week so just get involved patreon.com forward slash sapnin for all the celebrations if you head to the description of this episode there's loads of names there that we thank and as always Sean's is going to give a shout out to the elite members of our sapnin podcast patreon community those are the people in the top tiers Yes, it's also worth joining
3: up to a Patreon because they, if you, if you like the blackout or care about the blackout or any of that shit and, um, you'd like some behind the scenes news, sign up to our Patreon because they are going. How do I say this without giving it completely away? At the moment, there's talks of something happening late December. The people in the Patreon will have, uh, that news first. Um, and I think it might interest the people in Wales and the surrounding areas. I can't say any more than that for now. Because I've got a meeting straight after this with a person <laughs> buddy. But then, as soon as I get it confirmed, the Patreon will be the first people to know all the details on what's going on. So if you'd like to be um, considered... Not uh, considered, what? If you would like to be one of the first people to know what the fuck's going on with the blackout and um, get some inside information, please check out patreon.com forward slash happening. Because I'm going to have some news on there very, very soon, and it's. I've said too much. I've said
0: too much. I've said too much.
3: Thank you very much. The mighty Kylie Wheeler, Get well Soon, Mayumi, Mayumi, Janelle Caston, Paul Irshfield, Scarlett Charlton. Oh, happy birthday to Janelle Caston for the other day. Uh, Scarlett Charlton, Tony Michael, Dilly Califagilistic, XBL Grimwood, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Mitch Perry, Kelly Ewing, Emma Barbie. Emma, Emma Barber. Emma Barbie? I've seen the fucking film too many times. Once. Molly Malloy and James Bowerbank, Amy Louise, Kat Besson, Alexandra and Jonathan Gutierrez, Jenny Robson, Amy Dawson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, Stuart McNaught, Ellen Southfield, Carolyn Robson, Stephen Aston, Kate Puttack, Jenny Munster, Louis Cook, Carl Pendlebury, James McNaught, Jason Oredia, John and Emma, Martina McManus, Diana Eden, Craig Harris, Sean Fines, M. Evans Roberts, i just spat on my computer, Evan, thank you very much, Ollie Amesbury, Emily Perry, Adam King of the Gosparsal, who's currently out on tour with save face and creeper creeper that's right creeper i don't know why i blanked creeper then for a second Khalila keen josh as i suspected someone has been adding soil to my garden the plot thickens crisp thank you very much vicky Cal David Smith and last by no means least, Connor Lewins and family. Thank you to all of those people. As I said, join the Patreon for some fucking behind the scenes news that's about to happen. Woo!
4: Teasing, teasing, teasing. We love you all very, very much. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting this far. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and share this in your stories on your online with your friends. Just get it out there, man. It's our fifth year anniversary next week. Please. We want to celebrate in style. We can't wait until you know what's going on next week. And it's just bloody amazing. So until then, have a fantastic time. Never die. And we'll see you in the pit somewhere. I don't fucking know. I'm too excited.
3: Yes. Keep your tongue out and tip your bartender. See you later.
0: Sapna. (laughs) Sapna.
3: all listening to Sablin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else to do with podcasts. Um, Thank you very much.